You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas. With your host, Marissa Desitel. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Environmentally Speaking. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Desitel, an environmental attorney. And I'm Clarice, uh, usually coming in with this week's topic, but we are continuing our conversation from last week. Uh, Marissa, you found another article dealing with yeah with the wind farms. It's, it's offshore and onshore wind. Again, yeah. we did talk about this last episode, but frankly, it's all anyone is talking about right now uh, because it's such a huge situation. Um, that was unforeseen with respect to these renewable energy projects and it, just more news stories and information and conversations are happening every single day. So I thought we'll do a shorter episode because we've covered a lot of this already, but uh, we didn't cover this particular area of um, onshore wind, but it's the, a bit of a repeat in the sense that uh, the same issue we talked about last week is also applying to onshore wind yeah. farms. But I liked the fact that this this article that you found, it does have that same overarching theme, but there are mm-hmm. a couple of differences that I thought were important to point out. Yeah. So in this case, we're talking about another um, company called Simons Energy. It looks like they're a, I'm not sure if the company is based in Germany, but the onshore wind farm is based in Germany. And they're facing similar issues as Orsted in the sense that they're facing record losses and they're seeking um, government assistance from the German government to deal with these record losses. But what I thought was interesting is the fact that it's onshore and they're having the same problems and it's a foreign company. So I'm not sure. Is it just international supply chain problems? Is this... Yeah, I think it is. problem? And it's... I... So I I think everyone experienced or is still experiencing the supply chain issues that occurred as a result of the COVID pandemic. I'm not a supply chain expert. I, uh, as a consumer, I'm... No, (laughs) as a consumer, I'm experiencing it. But... Uh, from a commercial industrial perspective, I don't I don't know the details, but it appears from what we're hearing from companies like uh, Simon's Energy and companies like Orsted, the the cost associated with lack of supply and delay as a result is is what's really um putting the nail in the coffin so to speak Mm -hmm. for for wind projects Mm -hmm. and honestly i expected the delays to be affecting offshore wind more heavily than onshore so i was a little surprised to see that it's hitting onshore just as much Mm. and specifically for simons it looks like they're reporting a net loss of 2.9 billion euros, which is $3.1 billion in their third quarter right now, Mm. which is, I mean, for, for anybody, that's a massive, massive hit, which is why they're seeking government assistance. Um, But 
I mean, it's the same overall problem. I mean, yeah, we're not, I, I see you shaking your head, but it's still a huge hit. Yeah. Um, well, I just, I, I have a problem with this. Yeah. Um, number one, as you've heard me say before, these, the offshore wind projects are not environmentally responsible. Um, but given, or keeping that aside for a moment, these renewable energy companies have a ton of money in reserves, like billions in cash reserves, but it doesn't want to touch that money. And instead it's going to governments all over the globe and saying, you have to help us. <laughs> and I, I hope that people understand that when they're going to the government, they're they're going to the citizens of that country because if a government provides a subsidy the ratepayer ends up paying that cost so it's your it's either your tax dollars or it's showing up on your electricity bill how does the government say yes to a company that has abundant reserves of cash and just doesn't want to just they don't want to spend it they would rather <laughs> keep their money and have you and me pay for it. Like, what? It, what is that? Why is no one fired up about this other than me? Well, that's an important <laughs> distinction because I don't know if people know that. Yeah. I don't think it's being talked about. I mean, if you're reporting losses like this, it's being shown as a loss. If I hear loss, that's what I'm thinking is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the other about the reserves, the other interesting fact that this article talks about that I didn't know uh, in in situations where renewable energy or, or any company is facing a revenue deficit, they customarily would go to a bank and try to get a business loan. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> apparently because of problems associated with the actual wind turbine um, operation, like the, the wind power unit is faulty and, and falling apart and not operating properly, banks are not interested in lending to these companies. So if a bank is looking at these projects and saying, yeah, no, there's just too much risk associated with, with lending on these projects. Why in God's name would the government assist with, with a bailout? We know the projects are not necessarily good and they're, they're costing the ratepayer. In Rhode Island, I'm sure everyone's seeing an increase in their bill already. That's only going to get worse. And if the government decides to continue bailing out these companies, you can expect to see the, the cost rise more. Now, with projects like Simon's, which is a wind farm that currently does exist. Yep. What happens if they're, you know, showing these, and I'm using air quotes for the folks who we are in auto medium, so I have to say it. <laughs> but if they're... If they're showing all of these reported losses and if they don't get funding from the German government and they do shut down, 
what happens to the physical structures, the turbines? Do they stay up? Do they have enough money to take the turbines down? Does it become like the haunted house of turbines? What happens? Do we know? We don't know because the useful life for these projects is 20, 30 years. Oh, and it's not far from a solar farm. Yeah, we've not seen that time come to pass yet. They're too new. But in my experience, I've seen that offshore wind farms are required to uh, put forth a, a decommissioning plan. But again, none of that has come to pass. So I don't know. Uh, we know that solar farms are an issue. We're mm -hmm. seeing solar farm graveyards. There's no way to, to recycle these materials because they contain hazardous waste when they're not in use anymore. And oftentimes it's more expensive to pull out the recyclable pieces yeah. versus the contaminants. And yep. we don't yet know what to do with the contaminants of a solar mm. farm. Yep. Here, so, I don't know. I don't... I I don't know either. I don't know what would happen. So much to think about. Yeah. None of it good. <laughs> None of it good. Well, hopefully, folks, you're listening to this episode maybe on lunch or in the afternoon, sometime later in the day. You've started your day with this episode. I don't know. Maybe you've got something better planned. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, man. It's it's tough being a pro-environmental attorney or pro-environmental anyone it's a constant, constant depression. <laughs> constant bummer. Constant I think bummer. Next week, though, um, you did find a more uplifting article. I did. Um, you did. You found oh. a piece about um, reclaiming an abandoned golf cart, uh, golf course. So talking about oh, the yeah, yeah the reuse of that. So I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully, listeners, you guys are too. You can catch us all on the socials. We are on Instagram, Facebook. I'm still going to call it Twitter at Desatel Browning Law. You can send us an email at Marissa at DesatelBrowning.com. And you know what? I haven't said this in a while. Give us a like, write us a review. Five stars never hurt anybody's feelings. Agree. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www.desatellaw.com.